0: I care less what the Steelers or any team or any professional athlete says, does, or puts on social media. And that's the truth. But that doesn't mean that the Steelers can afford themselves that luxury. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers, comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of penguins and pirates right where you found this. I'm not going to get into Devin Bush's two or three days of Twitter rants. I'm not going to get into, what did he mean by this, or why was he so insensitive about that, and why... Were other teammates responding to him uh, as if it's not all that serious or not criticizing him? That, That stuff, to me, goes into the first category that I mentioned here, which is the just really not caring, you know? Social media is just back and forth. It's just banter, you know? And in particular... For Bush's generation, it's just like breathing, you know? It's, it's not to be taken super seriously. I get that. And I also get that whenever a line gets crossed, and there are very, very, very few among us who partake in social media who don't occasionally cross that line, There's got to be something that pulls you back or takes your temperature or just, you know, pops over, knocks on the door, says, hey, how you doing? Everything all right? It's easy to sit here and scrutinize, criticize everything that's on Bush's Twitter feed. And it also can end up being a big waste of time because he, like everybody else who does this, can say, Ah, my account got hacked. I have no idea what this was all about. Even though it's now been three days of this strangeness, it can all still get brushed away. And because everybody loves him, because he's a prized first-round pick that the Steelers traded up to get, he's a big part of this team moving forward, everyone will believe every syllable he says when he eventually either rejects or explains what he's done here this week. So that part of it to me is a waste. That, that part is just, it, it's, not, it's not important and it really doesn't impact the football team which is usually the criteria that I apply to whether or not I should be covering something myself. However, however, I'm also aware that this same generation will use social media to reach out. Devin Bush, as I've talked to him, as I've gotten to know him, doesn't sound anything like any of this. And I've reached out to a couple of players, and they've basically echoed that. He is the most mild-mannered, down-to-earth, borderline boring at the risk of sounding like I'm insulting him guy that you could ever come across, given his pedigree and the fame and everything else that he's already acquired in life. If you had me put together a list of players on the Steelers roster who would go through a multiple-day rant like that on Twitter, I could go 50 deep and Bush wouldn't be on it. So either he's just suddenly found his external voice or, again, he's been hacked or something's wrong. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbutt, Kelly, and George. LGKG, they represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who filed for workers' comp, who need assistance with medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been A-V rated. That's the highest rating a law firm can receive for legal ability and ethics in the state of Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. One more time, this isn't about eviscerating Bush. It's more a matter of wondering what it is the teams can do to manage this. Not to restrict, not to be punitive, not to silence First Amendment rights, which of course don't exist when it involves employment. It's more about making sure that the people who manage teams, and that's not the head coach. I, I, I get tired of hearing, Mike Tomlin's got to put an end to this social media stuff. Head coaches aren't going to do that. Head coaches are worried about football games. They don't even know what's going on on Twitter, or Facebook, Instagram, anywhere. Nor should they. But if there's a broader team policy put in place that says, uh, hey, you, we're paying you to... Keep an eye on this stuff. And when you see things that are warning signs, when you see things that look a little bit concerning, uh, regardless of the nature of it, maybe someone is saying something that's especially sensitive or they aren't aware that they might be offending somebody, you can jump in and help them out. Or maybe if it's something like this, and it actually is Bush doing all this stuff on his account, you you know knock on his door how are you kid what's going on and i don't know that this exists i do know that the steelers as well as the penguins and the pirates employ sports psychologists you know why because every team does that and they're active they're proactive They don't wait until someone comes and asks for help. They keep their eyes open. But I don't know that I've ever heard of a team that does this from the standpoint of social media. The people that they employ to manage social media do exactly what you think it is that they do. They put out clever, fancy tweets. They collect highlights. They take playful jabs at your arch-rivals. But they're not saying, hey, what's going on with Bush's account here? What is this all about? They don't have, to my knowledge, someone to go to and say, what's going on here? Anybody want to do something about this? And I I wonder if that isn't overdue. Again, not to pick on Bush, and for that matter, not to pick on the Steelers. I think this is something that needs to happen across the scope of professional sports. This is where these athletes live for all intents and purposes. This is where they act out. This is where they often will communicate, including the negative. And I just think that's that's too important a place right now for anyone to ignore or to shrug off. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for just one question, and today's comes from Alan Michael, who asks What's the one need you would fill first for the Steelers? I'm going to be guilty a little bit of parsing your question, Alan, but when you say first, I don't know whether you mean the first priority or first chronologically, because they actually could be two different things. In this case, my first chronologically would be offensive line. I would want to have whoever I'm acquiring that might have a realistic chance of breaking into the starting five, I want them in the fold as soon as possible because there's already enough potential chemistry issues as it is with everyone being new, at least to their respective positions. I would want that person into Pittsburgh like yesterday. Of course, that can't happen, but From a first priority standpoint, I'm going to go with that third edge rusher. I don't know that this individual would need as much uh, priming, educating, and all that other stuff. At the end of the day, the edge rusher's role is still to just pin the ears back and get the quarterback. That's the priority uh, as I see it because once you get past – T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, uh, not to be disrespectful of Quincy Roche, who I think has got a good future in the NFL, but just drafted. Uh, Cassius Marsh, again, you know, Isaiah Loudermilk, these are these are young players. Uh, that's going to be awfully tough to put any of them out there into that position and say, hey, go get them. Now, I'm perfectly open-minded about this. Uh, especially where it comes to Roche. Uh, I think he could get out there and make an impact, and we've seen that in the past. Uh, edge rushers are they're the type of guys, the type of position, where they can impress you in a camp setting. And I, I think we could end up seeing someone in that mold. I still want another guy there. It's just... Too many snaps to cover, too many important snaps, and the last thing that you want to do is have Keith Butler say, well, listen, you didn't get me the third edge rusher, so I'm just going to play TJ until he drops, because at some point TJ actually will get hurt, and that'll be a real problem. And none of this is to dismiss the importance of adding a third safety. Uh, I still will look at that group and say that if anything happens to Minka Fitzpatrick or or even Terrell Edmonds, there really aren't answers there. Arthur Mallette is, uh, you know, started five games for the Jets. <laughs> that's not that's not exactly the kindest thing you can say about someone. Uh, but yeah, first first chronologically, get another offensive lineman in here. First priority, get the edge rusher in here. Good question. Alan. I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.